no one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. This was this was varsity BJB tonight. Yeah, I just watch Purdy and I get so uh, I get so mad because I just feel like the guy's got an absolute horseshoe up his ass, and he's good. He's pretty. He's he's better than I thought he was. The touchdown but pass to uh, the touchdown Debo pass to Samuel was pretty. Was very very was was very impressive. What about the one to Bell, the left pylon? That, yeah, that was good too. Um, but yeah, I felt both, like he, both I, of his touchdown passes were high yeah. degree of difficulty throws. I know, but I felt I felt like he could have thrown three interceptions in the first half. I agree. He was leading guys into double double coverage. He so, almost got a receiver killed. Yeah, and so you know the Giants with Martindale are just going to send the house on every play, and I thought they got to him a little bit there. But whenever the protection was good, he made throws and he made plays. And then on the flip side, it's Daniel Jones. And it's hard to have empathy for a guy making that kind of money. But his offensive line was absolutely awful in this game. Darren Waller might be the most overrated player. Like, that guy stinks. What a terrible trade. I called that on this podcast. I hated that move. And again, he he was was a fantasy darling this year. Brutal. Uh, That last interception by Jones was Waller's fault and went off his hands and then his chest and I love that Herb Street gave him crap for it but with Barkley out I mean the, the offensive line problems yeah it was all on Daniel Jones and that's fine against the Cardinals but it's not against a team as stacked as the 49ers so business-like workman-like win by the Niners although the only thing I'll say about that game from a negative standpoint from San Francisco they should have something in place like they do in other sports where if a dude throws a punch and the refs miss it, somebody upstairs should buzz down and say, throw the guy out of the game. Trent Williams should not have been allowed to play in the second half of this football game. I'm surprised that's your take as someone who's thrown a punch or two in his day. No, it's someone I've, It's someone who's taken a lot of punches <laughs> who's saying that. I've been on the receiving end, so that's why I empathize with the dude who got clocked in the face by a gigantic man in yeah. this game. Uh, crazy miss. And, it, and I agree with you. If you're going to have replay, it feels like the type of thing that should be buzzed down from, from the tower, so to speak, called in, called in uh, from New York. And it has, to, and it drove Dable insane. Like, how many refs are there on a football field? Two side judges, like line judge, back judge, referee. It reminds me of pro. It reminds me of pro wrestling. Like the ref gets knocked out in the match, and then some yeah. bad guy hits a dude with a steel chair and wins. Like this is not this is not sports entertainment. This is real life. And if we're gonna act tough about player safety. Uh, we should not allow for guys to get punched in the face and just say, well, the refs missed it. Let's move on. Nothing gets missed. We've got replay and cameras everywhere and people upstairs who were in charge of of seeing those things and disciplining those things. Do you think it makes his punishment worse because he wasn't thrown out of the game? No, he won't like, get suspended. It, it, right? It's not, I don't, it's not He'll just play get fined he- a lot of money, but he makes so much money, Trent Williams, he probably doesn't give a shit. No, I'm not saying he cares about the money, but I I, I do wonder. I, I'd be surprised if suspension came into play, but I wonder if they factor in that he should have had like a de facto, you know, suspension for this game 
uh, and they throw it at him for the next. I don't think so, but maybe they have a way to up the fine. But I think that that is actually like tiered and negotiated for first offense, second offense, and stuff like that uh, from the NFLPA. But I don't have much more to say about this Because the Niners did what they were supposed to do in this game. It was a short week against an undermanned Giants team without two of their best offensive players, their best offensive linemen, and their best running back. And they just took care of business. Ask me the first question. Oh, yeah. I've been waiting all day for this, actually. All right. We're going to start with Bears and Chiefs. You're going to be at this game. Selfishly, we're starting with the two games we're flying to. But I actually think they're big games. One is uh, a a late afternoon game that most of America is going to get. And then the other is the Sunday night game. So Bears, Chiefs, Danny, you'll be there. What's going on in Chicago? Everything. Pure chaos. Now, the Bears are projecting calm. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Poles came out today, the general manager of the team, and he met the media. And I give him credit for that because a lot of GMs, including Chicago GMs, don't speak in season. Ryan Pace never spoke in season. Steelers Didn't... GM doesn't. Yeah. right. Mo- mo- most don't. They say they don't want to undermine the head coach. What happens in Dallas with Jerry Jones having a post-game press conference and a radio show is very, very rare. Ryan Poles, a few times when there have been crisis moments, uh, Roquan Smith's holdout was a prominent example. He will speak when he feels like the questions that are being asked of his head coach are not fair. And he said, we're in a storm, and he tried to speak some truth to what was going on, his version of the truth. But on my show yesterday, Justin Fields, earlier in the day, had invoked the word coaching as to why he was playing too robotic, then felt like he had gotten taken out of context, then called a second press conference at his locker room to call out the media and say that the media is trying to tear the team apart and that it is on him to play better and not the coaches. And that didn't lead the show because the defensive coordinator resigned in disgrace who the head coach had brought over from Indianapolis. They have a long relationship, and the team released a 12-word statement. Allen Williams resigned as defensive coordinator of the Bears this afternoon. He released a statement that the Bears passed out on 8.5 by 11 printed out paper, no Bears letterhead. That was his statement saying, I respect the Bears, the McCaskey family, Kevin Warren, Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus, the City of Chicago, and the NFL Shield. This is a health matter and a family matter, and I will coach again. And no one on the Bears has been willing to say, our thoughts and prayers are with the Williams family. We will welcome him back with open arms. So what happened? No one knows. No No one knows? No one is saying. People know. They're not saying. Pony, today... Does the media uh, know? No, the media doesn't know. Dude, we're all working on it. The rumors that were out there was that how dude, the general manager had to say Hallis Hall wasn't rated by the FBI. That was said today into the camera. It's been a weird 48 hours. Um, and here's where I'm at on it. Here's my working theory. Way too many people, mainly Ryan Poles and Alan Williams' attorney that he retained for all of the false, what he says are false rumors that were going out around the internet. They're going very hard that no law enforcement has been involved in this. This is not a legal matter. 
But the, but if he had a health issue, you take a leave of absence. You don't give up your health insurance. You use the resources that the Bears yeah. have at their disposal, right? Yeah. And there would be sympathy or empathy in their statements. Yeah, you take a leave of absence. Right. So my working theory is scandal and health is doing a lot of heavy lifting. Some sort of addiction that is embarrassing that came into the workplace that is upsetting his his family life and he's quitting his job in order to save his family and deal with his issue, right? Like now that is pure speculation, but nothing else really makes sense because I don't think a lawyer would tell every media outlet in the world, including my show, this is not a legal issue. Law enforcement has not been involved in any way. 911 call would be leaked. A police report would be leaked. There's like too much of a paper trail. Now, maybe they're hiding behind the technicality of there's not a legal issue yet. But I think that there is a scandal here. The Bears are clearly distancing themselves from Alan Williams. The story is clearly not over. But this is a massive distraction. And oh, yeah, How by about the, way, the quarterback, though. How well, about him? Well, right. Oh, yeah, by the way, their left tackle is on IR. They're going to Arrowhead. And Justin Fields has said, F it, I'm going to play my game. Like I like that. Me too. He's taking agency and ownership over the failure of the first two weeks. And if he's going to go down, he's going to go down his way. He's basically, like, you know, play-by-play play -by -play broadcasters, we both know a ton of them. They say they got their big chart and they do all this prep. And then they end up probably using 20% of it because sure. the game has to happen and they just have to go. I think what Fields is going to do is study his ass off during the week and then just go play and try to really not think when he gets out there at Arrowhead. And I expect him to be better in week three in the toughest environment you can have in football against one of the best teams in football. It's not going to be enough to win. I don't even think it's going to be enough to cover. But I do think he will play by far his best game of the year. He took he He displayed a tremendous amount of agency, I thought, this week. Even with what? a second press conference to pin it on you guys. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, here, here's the thing. Dan Wiederer, and he copped to this. Um, he's the Bears beat reporter for the Tribune. He sent out a tweet that was, I mean, I can, I can pull it up and read it to you. But, like, he editorialized. He was like, wow, Justin Fields just pulled the pin on the grenade and rolled it into the room. Why he is playing so robotic. Quote coaching end quote and that's not what he said it was could be coaching and it was a 90 second answer and it was a 12 minute press conference and at mm -hmm. one point he said listen this is more on me than the coaches but he was basically saying he gets inundated with information where do you get your information from the coaches and that was giving him a cloudy mind so listen he what's a it's a rule of leadership right you point a thumb not a finger he messed up by invoking coaching. I do think that he is upset with some of the coaching. Like, I think there's validity to it. But Dan Weeder's tweet that did not have the full context behind it, as of last check, has nearly 6 million views. When an hour and a half later, he tweeted out the full quote, it had like 30,000 views. You know what I mean? So yeah. the internet aggregated one word, coaching, end quote, and all hell broke loose. So. It, it's been a it, – it was a month in a day, man. And 
distraction, right? You know enough football coaches. It's like the thing they hate worse than injuries. So I am, I was almost, I was like looking forward to the tailgate and going out to dinner with my wife after the game, but I was kind of dreading the three hours of the actual football. Now I think it's the most compelling game of the week by far. So I can't. Well, that's I can't why win. I put it first. Thank no, you I know. For, thank you for complimenting my sense for what the biggest story well, is here in the well, NFL. But also, also, Chiefs offense hasn't scored more than 21 yet. Bears defense has allowed Jordan Love and Baker Mayfield to convert 55% of their third downs. They have one sack in two games and no takeaways. They're going to, Pat Mahomes is going to have four seconds, four and a half seconds to throw every single time he drops back. If the Chiefs don't hang 27, 30 at least on the Bears, I think we'll start to have some questions that are legitimate about what's wrong with the Chiefs offense. So I think this game is compelling from a number of levels. Patriots, Jets. Now, this is a crazy stat. New York has lost 14 in a row to New England. Will it get to 15 on Sunday? Yes. I think that while the Jets' defense is very good, the Patriots' defense might be better. I think the Patriots' defense is excellent. And we know Belichick hates the Jets. They have the worst quarterback in the game in Zach Wilson. Mac Jones doesn't have any weapons, but he has, this is weird, impressed me? Like, he's been way better. He's not been good. Let me bend over and pick up that bar that's on the floor that you're saying that Mac I, Jones is clearing with that comment. I I know. I know. And I understand that Philly's pass defense has been bad. And some of it was like he came back when they were playing prevent and they were up multiple scores. And I, I understand all of it. I thought he was straight up unplayable. And I no longer think that. And I would be interested in seeing what Mac Jones would look like with weapons around him or like in an alternate universe where the Niners did what they initially had planned to do and traded up for Mac Jones. Does anyone think he's not capable of doing what Brock Purdy is doing? My answer to that is no. Like, I don't think Brock Purdy is better than Mac Jones. Like, if he was in a great situation. So, I think they've got the better quarterback, the better coach, and arguably the better defense. So, I think the Patriots will win this game. I think they will, too. I think they have to. I think if they lose, it's going to feel like the Belichick experiment has reached, I think, its end. That I, I think I, I honestly think it's, it would be that severe of a loss if New England were to lose to the Jets. Because everything you hold sacred and holy in New England, okay, we're dominant over this team. It would not be the excuse of the other team is Tua and the other team is stacked. Like we've played two stacked rosters the last two weeks. The Jets have a really good defense and good position and good skill position players, but they have probably the worst starting quarterback in the NFL right now. I mean, just Zach Wilson is putrid. He's terrible. He's, he's nothing's changed all this mentorship and apprenticeships crap about him working under Aaron Rodgers. He looked like the same Zach Wilson to me in that game against the against Dallas. You're Bill Belichick. Have your defense look like the Cowboys defense from last week. That's why you're the highest paid coach in the entire NFL. 
So huge moment here for him. And, you know, is, is Robert Sala, does Robert Sala get a free pass this year now because of what happened? If the Jets go five and 12, is he allowed to say, well, it's Zach Wilson's fault. Look at the situation I got put in. I get Aaron Rodgers back next year. I've been thinking about that a lot. Is it just a complete free pass season for everybody in New York? Probably. Probably. But we'll see. I mean, we'll see how ugly it gets. And they are one and one. They didn't win the opener. So, you know. Yeah. I, he, 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 get, he gets a... He they, gets beat a the Bills, they beat the Bills last year too, though. And still felt like their young quarterback was... Someone that was oh wait a minute, but I'm just saying this isn't that's not a defensive of Zach Wilson. It's just it's not completely over of having a respectable season for the Jets. That's not that's not off the table. Uh, you really? mentioned the Cowboys. Hold on a second. You do think you think a respectable season is still in play for them? Yeah. What's I mean, considered respectable? Seven or eight wins. Okay. Wow. Like, I mean, I mean, they were supposed to win 12 with Rodgers, and now they don't have Rodgers. You don't think that they could win seven or eight games with that defense? I, I don't. I, this is not San Francisco or L.A. or Miami where they have the offensive coaches that can get the quarterback to play at a competent level to make everything else around him function properly. I think they're going to play a lot of teams with, that are a lot worse than the Cowboys, and they'll they'll look better than they did last week. But well, we you're gotta, picking them to lose at home to New England, Danny. Where are the wins going to come from if they don't? If if you're saying they're not going to win this game, I understand that I am picking. It's I mean it's a two and a half point spread. I could be wrong, and we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Um, I mean, I mean, okay. How many? What do you think their over under should be for wins right now? Six. And you'd go under? Probably. I'd go over. 